Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dunk You Very Much, Central Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast. Your host, Sam Yarbs, is here. As always, my good friend, Matthew Von Ryan. Sam, I don't know if you saw ESPN put out a list of all the upcoming teams that Lonzo Ball has a beef with and when he will play them. 17 of the 30 teams in the NBA <laughs> made that list. That's a lot of beef. Orlando Magic, they're safe for now. That is beef. The Orlando Magic, like, he doesn't have any beef with Mickey Mouse? No Disney beef? Oh my goodness, lots of beef. Speaking of beef, man, we're going to get into it today. we got a packed NBA pod coming at you. Uh, we're going to hit you off the top, talk about some NBA news from the first week. Uh, we're going to do a little section we call, Did I Sleep On? Did I Overrate? And Did I Nail It? Where we look at some, yes, of, our, yes and yes. <laughs> some of our preseason predictions to see how our preseason predictions have seemed to fare in this first week of play. Limited sample size, but we're going to talk about some stuff anyway. And we'll finish off with some quick hits, the secondary break, our quick hit takes from all around the league, talking about the topics that we might not have given enough time to earlier in the segment. So um, with that, let's let's hit it off the top, man. we got a packed podcast coming at you guys. NBA news. Let's talk our top hits. What do you think the biggest story coming out of the first week was, Matty? Giannis averaging 38 points a game. Woo! Making zero threes, Man. and his three games he played against the Cavaliers, the Celtics, and the Blazers. Ba-bang. Three pretty good teams. Two really good teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Celtics are not doing very good. <laughs> yeah. cross, oh, cross shots off, fired! Shots fired! Thirty-eight a game, and without yeah. make, without making any threes, he's also shooting sixty-three percent, which is insanely efficient. He looks incredible. He looks way bigger than he did last year. He looks like a man. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I <laughs> might need to give him the MVP right now. Yeah, the point the, the point freak. Uh, it's been absolutely incredible, as you mentioned, in, in some big games against big opponents. Um, uh, uh, you know, getting the win against the uh, the Boston on the second half of a back-to-back for the Celtics right there. Yeah, he has looked amazing. What do you think, in watching those games, what do you think is uh, what do you think is the biggest difference for, between him this year and last year? So I watched the Portland game yesterday, and... I kept thinking, man, we have no one who can guard him. And I was thinking, who could we get that could possibly guard him? Not that, you know, yeah. they're likely to match up in the finals or something that's a big problem, yeah. but, you know, who in the NBA can guard him? There's a very, yeah. very small list of people who can really guard him. And whoever's guarding him mm. is just, he's going to be in foul trouble. He's going to be out of energy. Yeah. So, I mean, you're taking that guy out of the game just to guard and I still don't think you can. I don't think there yeah. is anyone. It's a short list. I mean, they, there's a quote from Evan Turner after that game, the villain himself, talking yeah. about, I was playing him straight up. You know, I played him the same way down every time. I was in him, and he was hitting tough shots over me, and there's, there's nothing you do. I, th- I think he dropped um, he dropped 44 against yeah. uh, against uh, Portland right there. I mean, Sounds about Evan right. Turner, not renowned as one of the top defenders. But no, he's not a pushover on the defensive end. He's, uh, you know... Um, you know, he's definitely a veteran, um, a well-paid veteran in the well-paid league. Veteran. But, um, yeah, it's a short list of guys who could really bust him up. Man, um, yeah, Giannis has been super impressive coming out the gate. What a, what, a, what a start for him. Yeah, they played Cleveland really well. And, you know, Cleveland, now they have Crowder. But Crowder's got an injury history. Injury history. Mm-hmm. If LeBron's got to guard him in the Ooh. playoffs, I mean, that takes LeBron out of the offense. I think that's... Uh, yeah, that, that could be a huge matchup. Probably. That could be a huge. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, Giannis is. That's that's probably the feel good story of the beginning of the season. My yeah. top news hit is the uh, the flip side of that coin. The, the the things that don't feel as good is what's going on with these NBA injuries. I mean, mm. uh, has there ever been a worst first week in the NBA for injuries? I mean, the biggest one, of course, my boys, my team. 
Gordon Hayward going down five minutes into Ugh. the Celtics season. Most gruesome thing I've ever seen. Oh Jesus, just absolutely brutal. I mean, it's been it's been it's been talked about already, and, and the pictures are out there, and, and the video has been looped. You can see. I, I encourage you not to watch that. I have to admit, like um. You know, we live here in Taiwan. You know, the way we consume our NBA is either through Lee Pass or on TV. You wake up in the morning, you go and, and you and you watch the games from the night before, or maybe if the West Coast games are still going, you catch them live. Mm-hmm. I woke up. Uh, I did my first kind of like sleepy scroll through Facebook. All my boss and friends are sharing Gordon Hayward. Oh no! And the articles. After I saw the article that he had, you know, that he was broken. Originally reported that broken his ankle. I, I didn't watch that game. I couldn't, like, even if I knew I could skip past the injury, I didn't want to watch the rest of the game, knowing it's going to be, you know, Tommy Heinsohn and the local boys there calling the game, you know, just dealing with the fact that he went out. I couldn't watch the Celtics opener. I just I couldn't bring myself to watch that game. Yeah, I watched it on League Pass without knowing anything that was going to be coming. Anyway, I yeah. watched it on delay, but I avoided all the news. And just seeing it was basically, essentially live. Yeah. And just the arena and just Everyone, all the players, just stop dribbling and Oof. everyone getting on one knee to pray. And the Cavaliers bench running. Soon as, just, as soon as he comes down, they all just run away. Just they, run, yeah. And just the whole arena is so quiet for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. It, was, it was so hard to watch. And then they cut right to it. So the, yeah. the, the announcer, I can't remember who the announcer was, he's screaming, you know, Hayward broke his leg, Hayward broke his leg. And yeah. it's an aerial view and you can't really see it. Like, okay, well... You know, that happens a lot in the NBA. And then there's the sideline camera guy who's right who's there, right there right on and him. just zooming in oh. and cuts to it. And it didn't look real. It looked like, yeah, his shoe had broken or something. It didn't look like the body Abs- could contort that way. Yeah. And he, you know, his face, he's just alone. Everyone ran away from him. Yeah. He's just, he's alone. And yeah. even when the, the trainers got to him, you know, there's nothing you can do to, like, alleviate the pain or I can't imagine just, that kind of pain. He's, I mean, to talk about, like, how it's amazing he didn't pass out. From that kind of, I mean, it must have been such an adrenaline and shock yeah. type thing to have that. Of course, it took the internet about half an hour to be, become a huge asshole. I think the, the worst Photoshop I saw was Gordon Hayward photoshopped onto a, uh, a twister board. You know, he got the yellow red circles <laughs> and his ankles touching two different circles oh, at the man. same time. <laughs> Fuck the internet. Fuck Facebook. They took, they ran away with that. But man, these injuries. I mean, Hayward, the most visible example. Um, Chris Paul going down with, uh, with uh, I believe, some lingering knee issues, some problems right there. <laughs> lingering team fit issues. Yeah, the the L.A. Clippers, uh, uh, Tia Dosic out with an ankle injury. Um, hopefully not projected to miss uh, too much time, but uh, going down as well. Uh, and a lot of these, yeah, these, these, these kind of big name, big Jeremy injuries. Lin out for the season. Jeremy Lin out for the season. Even teams that weren't necessarily going to be movers and shakers. Losing a lot of guys who are fun, who who, who, who help the NBA, make it made the season more interesting. Having these guys go down early, it's been a rough first week for NBA injuries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a good little recap of the week. Yeah, Should those we... are the top two. I think those are the top two stories coming out of the week: Giannis be, yeah. and, and 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 injuries in, in total. So let's take a look at um, we did a we did so much preseason stuff, Matt. We talked about our, our best uh, bets for NBA futures, uh, our team over unders. We had so many different predictions and things we were looking at as the season went on. Which player gets engaged to a Kardashian? Which player gets engaged to Kardashian? Yeah, we're holding holding steady on those. Some of our bets, uh, and so let's keep track kind of of how we're doing right now. Now, caveat here, it's maximum three games in the season for some of these teams. It's way too early to project anything from this. 
But we're going to do it anyway. Fuck it. Who cares? And to be fair, we made our projections on zero games. So now we have an infinite <laughs> amount more of games. So. Exactly. Yeah. We have, we have, we have, a lot more. We've gone way, way past that. So we're going to do a little section we call, uh, Did I Sleep On? Did I Overrate? And did I fucking nail it? We look at three different categories of our uh, projections for the season uh, and talk about teams that we might have underrated, overrated, and some things that we're feeling pretty good about so far. Yeah. Uh, let's end with that one, the ones we feel good about. Let's start with a section called Did I Sleep On? This is a team, did, uh, maybe a team that we had underrated, a team or a player or a theme in general for the league that we had maybe underrated going into the season, and this might be something that comes back to bite us in the butt. Matt, who do you think, uh, pitch me, who do you want to ask me, did you sleep on? Only one? <laughs> I, have, I had a few, I had a few, but yeah, let's, let's take your top pick. Yeah, there are a lot of times where, you know, you really feel like a genius, like, oh, I knew that, I knew that, and there are other times, like, how, how did I miss it, you know, how did I sleep on this guy? Yeah. I think looking through the MVP odds, looking through the title contenders, I didn't really see James Harden as a, mm. a guy who could be this good. I, mm. I saw him as a guy who was taking a step back. Like, how could you bet on him for the MVP? Yeah. CP3 is going to eat his minutes. You know that first game, there was apparently uh, CP3 got lightly injured at the, game, mm. at the end of the game. But to be honest, like he wasn't coming back in anyways. Mm -hmm. The team was so much better with James Harden. They went in there. They... Beat Golden State opening night, and they smoked the Mavs yesterday. Yeah, this team looks awesome, and they look unstoppable. And just the way the way they move, you know, yeah. like putting CP3 in there, he keeps calling for the ball. Like, you know, let me set up a play, and Eric Gordon's like, no, no, run, run, like, run, run, yeah, run. This is yeah. What we do, we run, and and they're really good at it. I think. Yeah. Maybe CP3 just lit a fire under Harden's ass. So. Yeah. What do you think, Sam? Did I sleep on him thinking that his MVP candidacy was? Impossible. And the I think we both might have slept on Harden's MVP candidacy. I think mm -hmm. we both uh, properly rated the Houston. We both liked their over, I believe. We both were pretty high on them. We yeah. talked a lot about them being a great regular season team, and they certainly come up the gates looking like a great regular season team. The goal is, I guess, if you're Maury, that is you're not you're not worried about the regular season. You know Harden and the crew is going to be firing. The hopefully CP3 is that guy who's if healthy in the playoffs takes your team to that other level, that find that other gear where sometimes you have to slow it down and run that half-court offense. Yeah, um, absolutely. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, Harden looked amazing. Eric Gordon's looked amazing in the first. I mean, it's, uh, there's shit. no other so candidate good. for six-man of the year that hasn't looked anywhere near that. this kid coming off the bench. I mean, like, you know, he's, he's close to Pete Gordon. It's, it's looked really, really good. Yeah, so... I think definitely there was a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of group think. We talked ourselves into the whole CP3 Harden cannibalizing each other's. This was the whole, the whole like coalition of super teams was the idea that players are going to sacrifice uh, minutes, points, assists. Uh, Westbrook's not going to average as many triple doubles. Harden's not going to average as many assists. But if he's running that offense the way they've been running, he might, he might just match his level from the years past. And if he does... Uh, you know, certainly with Westbrook probably taking a step back and okay, see his MVP odds got to be pretty good. Yeah, so I think that's a great pick for a team that we both, uh, a player we both might have slept on. As, so, uh, so here's my uh, hypothetical trade. Yeah, I mean, I think I think CB3 is, uh, I think he's tradable now. I, you know, it's only one game, but he was not, he was not coming in the game. The players afterwards were saying like he's trying to play a different way than we play. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting if they try to trade him. You know. He's, yeah. he's old. They don't want to pay him the max contract next year. That's what's interesting. He turned down that what would have been a max extension, right, from the Clippers. So, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it was a really toxic, toxic situation. Yeah. There. He had a lot of parting shots at uh, Doc in his little uh, 
three-part movie. Oh, you yeah, yeah. It's really petty, and he's so weird. He's hanging out with Jay-Z, talking about how the culture in the Clippers is such a horrible culture. And it's like, you got, you, 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 you forced your way out in a trade. Like, you got traded out. You didn't, like, get kicked out. Like, let's go, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and the whole, like, yeah, the whole part of that, the, the film that was, like, um... You know, oh, the, the whole word speculating. Where's CP3 going to go? It's like, no, no, we weren't. We were super shocked when he went to Houston. We were yeah. all really surprised. No one saw that coming. And then we started talking about Hayward really soon after you, you know? Like, yeah, so that was a pretty, that was a pretty, that was a blip on the radar. Like, it was a big piece, it was a big move, but it wasn't one of the, you know, it was, yeah, that was a, that was a weird, a weird thing to have been produced, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really awkward. Sorry the Clippers <laughs> wouldn't go bowling with you, all right? You know, I know you like bowling, Christ. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a great pick. Uh, so, what do you think in terms of trades? What do you what do you like? Well, obviously, this before is... <laughs> he was out for the month, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Kevin Love would be really good on Houston, and mm. and the, they'd have to give up a little bit more to get him. But uh, a poor man, Ryan Sanders. <laughs> but you know, Derrick Rose is starting for uh, the Cavaliers at point guard. Yeah. Now Derrick Rose is injured. Dwayne Wade was starting. And he was two for eight, and he was awful on defense. Yeah. The, the biggest minus, like the plus minus, the biggest negative. Yeah. He is horrible. Their starter is horrible. Yeah. Derrick Rose, or he's okay, whatever. But CP3 on that team, I think that's a move LeBron, LeBron GM, I try to push for. Banana boat. I don't know if he'd give up Kevin Love, but I think Kevin Love would be really good on Houston. Like just the way they push it, he mm-hmm. just gets that rebound. He's that outlet pass guy, yeah. Back to the back floor, in the day, like, yeah. You, you, I mean, he takes Ryan Anderson's minutes and yeah, bang. How good is that team? Big, big upgrade right there. That'd be interesting. I think obviously, I think uh, I think you probably agree. This it's way too early in the season for Houston to pull the trigger no? on that. No, you like it. You yeah, like it. Okay. Daryl Moore is increasing it. their their risk profile, or ever like Robot Mori put it. Um, what about what about CP three to uh, to the Nuggets? There's a team that needs a fucking point guard. That's man. a good that's one. That's a team yeah. that's a point guard away. I think. Fareed's their most movable piece, probably, in terms of like the, that kind of logjam and front court minutes. I don't know if Fareed makes a ton of sense on Houston. He is a, uh, you know, a, a, a hard rebounding, definitely potential small ball five at times. Could yeah. you do small ball five against certain lineups? Maybe. They already have a great small ball five kind of with Capella as a rim runner. Like almost the same player as Capella. But they lost, uh, you know, Montrezl, you know, and uh, Hazel and... Uh, and, and Montrez Hera. Yeah. Montrez, Montrez. Isn't there a Zola in the first name? Montrezl? Montrez. Mon- Mon- Montrell. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, it doesn't make sense trading. I don't think, I don't know if Fareed for CP3 straight up gets it done, but Denver's definitely a team that I like. I like Will Barton, maybe throw him in there. Point guard, definitely a point guard away. Yeah, but then you got Chandler stepping in, that six man minutes. Yeah, it could be interesting. Uh, yeah, that, interesting. Someone definitely to keep an eye on. I don't think that they'll make a move <laughs> this early. Too early, one game. Two games in the season, maybe a little early. We'll see. Uh, you know, obviously, best of luck to CP3 getting back on the court. Um, but I like that. Sleeping on James Harden's MVP chances? Yeah. Sleeping on it. Sam, what, what were you sleeping on? Um, well, one of the, this isn't the final one I want to talk about, but you touched on it at the beginning. It's Milwaukee. I think we both might have slept on Milwaukee in the East. If Giannis is going to be doing this this song and dance all year, whew, yeah. what kind of, t- is, could he lead them to a two seed? I don't know. Crazy. Um, but the team that I think that I slept on Good. is the LA Clippers. Um, did I, Matt, did I sleep on the LA Clippers? You They're, slept on... <laughs> the, their over-under was 44, and I like that under. I went under on this team. Now, obviously, as soon as you talk about this team, this is a team that you have to throw out the caveats of injury. And obviously, with T-Dosic going down, 
already visited by a little bit of injury. When you're starting Danilo Gallinari and Blake Griffin, you got to talk about injuries. You just have to. But when this team is healthy and that starting lineup is out there, Jordan, Gallinari, Blake Griffin, Patrick Beverly, man, those are some players. That is a team full of like size and shooting and just players, man. And uh, Blake Griffin against the, uh, the lowly Phoenix Suns, 29-8. and eight. Patrick Beverly, six steals. Um, uh, two wins so far over the Lakers and the Suns. Yeah, not that They're picking impressive. on some bottom feeders, but there's no denying that that lineup looks like a hell of an NBA team uh, when the lineup is out there. And if they can stay healthy, man, that is a team that I think is going to blow away 44 wins. If, you know, again, huge asterisks, if they can stay healthy. They're going to play the Utah Jazz on the Tuesday. Last year, the Clippers won three of their four games against the Jazz. Uh, so it'll be an interesting early season test. The Jazz recently... Um, Shutting down who the Jazz just got a big win against. Um, Jazz just had a big win against was it Minnesota or one of the other one of the other upstart yeah. Western Conference yeah, teams. Yeah, I think it might have been Minnesota. Uh, just a shut down defensive performance. Yeah, I think Minnesota scored like eighty seven points, something like that. And um, and uh, um, so the Jazz uh, Jazz are definitely you know early on looking really sharp defensively. So that'll be that'll be for the next week a matchup I'm really looking forward to is checking out the. Um, Checking out the uh, the Clippers going into Utah playing against the Jazz. Sam, yeah, I think you you did sleep on them a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's hard to judge a team from playing the two possibly worst teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. can't take too much away, but it's, a, it's an overreaction on top of an overreaction. You might but, have napped on them so far. Napped on them, yeah, snooze on the Clippers, but yeah, I mean, if that team stays healthy, forty four seems really low. I'd like to be back on top of that over. I think you banged that over, if I'm right. I did, yeah. You banged that over hard. Right. We might be talking about that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. Love it. I love it what I saw so far from the Clippers. Cool. So sleeping on, yeah, I slept on the Clippers. We both might have uh, taken a nap on Milwaukee and uh, and Harden's MVP odds. I love that one. That's a that's a that's a great choice. Let's move on to number two. Did I overrate? Who do you think you might have overrated going into the year? I kind of want to take away the word did and the question mark and just add a period. <laughs> I overrated Shishide. The 76ers. <laughs> yes. They are Thank you. three. They are wonky <laughs> as fuck. They are, I watched every one of their games because there's so much star power. One of the things I noticed is that their bench might be as good as their starters. Like They really have like a <laughs> hockey lineup. Like Their bench is Fultz, Amir Johnson, last year's second place rookie of the year, Dario Saric. Uh, Okafor, TJ McConnell, Rashawn Holmes. I mean, the starters, Jared Bayless, JJ Redick, who's obviously good, mm-hmm. and Bede, who's obviously good, Ben Simmons, is obviously good, and then... Ben the, Simmons, obviously good. <laughs> obviously good. <laughs> and then, uh, I can't remember the third guy. Oh, Robert Covington. Oh, so, yeah, Cov, so, yeah. So, I mean, really, like, they almost have as much talent on the bench as they do on, on their starters, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're a deep team. I'm saying this team might be fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I, I their starting lineup besides JJ Redick looks really wonky. I mean, it's this is the like this is Ben Simmons' rookie year. Yeah, this is for all intents and purposes Joel Embiid's rookie year minus a couple of games played. People were real quick in the words of Dennis Green to crown their ass. You want to crown their ass? You crown their ass. Before I mean, rookies aren't good. They're exciting. They're gonna be fun to watch. But um, this playoff talk for them, I don't know. There is going to be a terrible team in the East that makes the playoffs. There's going to be a terrible, terrible eight seed in the East. But um, yeah, they're they're not winning a lot of games this year. Zero and three so far. They they just they don't look good. Yeah. Like the only thing they have is JJ Redick hitting threes. That's all they have. Draining threes. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I noticed uh, as my takeaway of the beginning of this year that Embiid, Porzingis, even Towns, <coughs> and a couple other big guys. 
they keep doing this pump fake three and they try to drive to the basket. Yeah. And we saw the highlights in the uh, preseason game when Embiid did that to the Celtics. Well, boom, yeah. It was amazing, but... Yeah, and the first game against the Wiz against Jason Smith tried <laughs> did to he murder the man, okay. yeah. Did he make it? Yeah. Oh, oh he did? Okay. Yeah, okay. He, he buried I, I might have missed Smith. that one because, yeah, I've watched all three of their games and I... He, okay, he's got maybe one on Jason Smith. The rest of them, yeah. he's just not fast enough to get around. It doesn't always work, and people aren't afraid of his three-point shot. Yeah, you know he's probably watching Curry mixtapes at home. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> do this, but you know people are running out on him. They're like they're they're out to him. Then they get in a defensive stance. Yeah, he pump fakes like they stick their forearm up and he tries to <laughs> and drive. Like, oh, I got you! Your forearm's in the air. Like bang, yeah. you know, It just it's not working. It looks ugly. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. I think Ben Simmons looks great, but I think the rest of the team is not looking good. Yeah, the team, I don't. Th- I just don't think they're going to win a lot of games this year. And, so uh, did I overrate them? I took their over with a very strong conviction. Oh, yeah. Did you take their over for the wins? Yeah. Over 41? I, took, I took their over. Right. Yeah, then you definitely fucking overrated. I didn't know you did that. <laughs> God damn. Um, I think you overrated their wins potentially. Did not overrate how fun they're going to be to watch this year. Did not overrate the league pass friendliness of that team, the desire to see them play night in and night out, because that's a fucking fun team to watch, man. But um, but yeah, I think in terms of the, the, the in terms of the wins, you might have overrated them. But you know, it happens to the best of us, happens to all of us, and it might have happened to me as well. This is another one that I think I could probably safely take the question off of. <laughs> uh, Matt, this is a Western Conference team that was about thirty-five and a half wins that I like the over for. The Dallas Mavericks. Did I overrate the Dallas Mavericks Ooh. right now? They are currently 0-3 with the Golden State Warriors coming to town on Monday or Tuesday night. Dennis Smith Jr. is out with a little bit of a ankle problem, a little bit of leg problems right now. My logic going in to this season for the Mavericks was that a full season of, of, um, of Harrison Barnes and Wesley Matthews, that those guys are great NBA wings. Great logic. Was going to be the key for them, and it's kind of a, a Dirk Nowitzki throwback. Instead, they seem kind of dedicated to the small ball lineup of Dirk at the five, um, which leaves which offensively looks kind of cool, but leaves him on the other end trying to protect the rim. When I don't, like, I don't know if he could jump out of his own shoes. Like he's just uh, he just is not. He's not diverse. that player. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not a rim protector. Even at his peak, he wasn't a big rim protector. No. And asking him to do that now seems like a huge stretch. Um, learns the Wells position on the team seems so shaky. In such a tough, tough Western Conference, uh, 0-3 team that's about to be 0-4 with the with the Warriors coming off a loss, getting into town. Uh, I think 0-4 is definitely in their future. Did I overrate the Dallas Mavericks? I think you might have. Uh, you know, I was looking at their roster the other day, and Wesley Matthews and Harrison Barnes, these are two good players. Yeah. I had their over as well. I think I had just over with a, a lower confidence rating. Yeah. But to be honest, those are two good role players, and they're yeah. both being asked to be the one and two options. You know, with Dirk maybe getting the token one option, but really it's you know yeah. Wesley Matthews and Harrison Barnes are supposed to lead the team. So uh, the rest of the roster just is not good. It's or, not good. Or it's young and or injured with Dennis Smith and Seth Curry. And thirty-five wins is a lot of That's wins. That's a lot of wins in the West this That's year. A lot of wins. That's a lot of wins in a really really tough. Well, like you look at their schedule and like it just doesn't. There's just no breaks. It doesn't get easier for them. So I think I over. I, I I like. I still like Wesley Matthews and Harrison Barnes as wings, <laughs> but I don't like them as one A one B on a contender. They are both situation. cogs in another team's machine. And um, it's it's yeah. the same thing you said about Dirk. Like we all like Dirk. He's just not a rip protector. <coughs> if you're using him as that, he's not going to be good. If you're yeah. using Wesley Matthews as your one B, he's not going to be good. No. He yeah. Needs to be
3 and D guy. Yeah, he's a great third option on offense. Yeah, sure. Uh, as is Harrison Barnes. And when your <laughs> offense is comprised of a number one option 10 years past his prime, like, I mean, just past his peak, we'll say. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, the Mavericks, Smith Jr., exciting player, had some awesome dunks right off the bat in his first game. Um, a couple highlight reel uh, dunks right there. Uh, that backdoor cut for the lob he had threw down in the first game he played, but yeah, already having a little bit of ankle trouble. I almost put Oklahoma City here. Almost put Oklahoma City here. That was the team the Jazz beat. I'm sorry, I said Minnesota. No, the Jazz shut down the uh, the Thunder. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was the team. Excuse me, I, I misspoke earlier. That was the team the Jazz shut down. Thunder only put up 87 points. Westbrook um, was real low for points. I'm not sure how many he had. Uh, George and Anthony both finished somewhere in the 20s, but it was slow going. I didn't want to put them there just because I think this team is still trying to figure out their fit. I don't think that they're... It's, yeah, it's kind of tough because, oh, also I think the Knicks might be the worst team in the NBA. I've rather <laughs> mention that. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the Knicks game, they look pretty good. But, you know, Utah is like a kind of a wonky matchup. Like, yeah. you don't play a, a team with that good of a defensive point guard yeah. and center too often. So, you know, yeah. struggling against a team like that, I think it's almost like it's almost irrelevant if mm-hmm. your goal is to win the title because yeah. I don't think you're really going to see that team on, on the way to the title. Unless if it's at like the 4, 5, or 3, 6 seed. Yeah. Other than that, like you're probably going to dodge them. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah it's a, wonk, a wonky matchup. And that, I mean, that's a team, you talk about a team that's trying to figure out it out on the fly. Like, okay, Oklahoma City is bringing these new pieces. Then you have a team like Utah, which with the exception of Hayward, they're basically bringing back the same core, upgraded defensively with their point guard position. They have an identity. They they know what they're doing out there. They're playing long, rangy, shutdown D. They're surprisingly better than I thought. Yeah, that was a team that I that almost put as one of the ones I might have slept on. Except I kind of like them. I had them as a playoff team, I think, and I think they're gonna finish there. Rodney Hood injury, not looking great. Mm-hmm. Um, had to had to um, Donovan Mitchell thrust into a start in his first game because Rodney Hood had some gastric gastric distress. Yeah, which I think is the nicest way to talk about shitting yourself I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Right before calling the starting lineup. Yeah, like, Donovan and young Donovan comes. That guy looks good, man. Ooh, he's pretty good. Rookie of the year. I don't know. I don't know about that. So anyway, uh, so we talked about who we slept on. Well, we talked about yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of leads me into the, the next part. Like, did I nail this? Did I nail it? Yeah, the last part. We talked about who we might have underrated, who we might have overrated. Let's talk, Let's pat ourselves on the back a little bit. What are we feeling good about out the gate? Okay, out the gate, first game, man, I called Westbrook's going to lead the league in assists. Uh, 16 assists this first game. But bang exactly what I thought he was going to do. Set up, set up uh, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Second game against Utah, I think he had four assists. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a little <laughs> hero ball. <laughs> that didn't make my list. I'll go over mine real quick because we talked about it. I said that I, my, one of my hot takes were the Clippers won the, the CP3 trade. I said yeah. that right after it happened. I was like, holy yeah. shit, they got back four players? Yeah. Like, this is they, they won this trade. I think Lou Williams is like a sixth man. Yeah. Becker is a rookie. Beverly is your new point guard who's, yeah. like, who's uh, you know easier to get along with. And obviously, with CP3 injured, it's a little bit hard to judge it, but right. holy shit, does that look good right now? It does look good, yeah. Doc's got a second unit he can finally run out there. I mean, that's a team that's been paper thin on the bench for you. I mean, they were bringing Paul Pierce off the bench like two years ago, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, he was playing significant small ball four minutes for that team. And now you see, like, Doc 
without GM Coach Doc without GM Doc looks good at the start of the season. You know, like he's like, oh, look at all these. I have a full lineup full of players. I can play. I can go two units deep. You know, uh, it's, it's it's definitely exciting. Yeah, and I he's got uh, no other family members coming up the pipeline to pay, so he can just, <laughs> just yeah. focus on this. But yeah. uh, speaking of family members, Austin Rivers is actually pretty good off the bench. He's a mm. feisty defender. Yeah, he's, he's evolved into an okay offensive player. Like. Him and Beverly on the same team. Yeah, that's not Poor fun. For, that's not fun for an opposing point guard. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah Beverly I mean, just giving it to him, giving it to him in the season opener for Lonzo. That's fantastic. Uh, Lonzo got one back. They got a win in their in their in their most recent game. Um, and he might come up later when we run down some quick hits. But uh, yeah, I think you were definitely right on with the. We talked about that as a team that I think I slept on. Uh, that's a team with a with a legit second unit uh, that you know they go they go way deeper than they did last year. That trade. Definitely looks good for them right now, and I mean, we, we all hope CP3 comes back, but there's an argument, like, you know, to be made right now that Beverly looks like a perfect fit for that Point Blake team, you know, yeah. that's the kind of point guard, I mean, just a lockdown defensive player, six steals against the Suns, I mean, just running it up, yeah. Yeah, and he can bring the ball up, and then just give it to Blake, like, okay, Blake, yeah. it's your team, you're the Point Blake, you don't want Blake actually dribbling the ball up if he's the point guard, you want yeah. Getting at the elbow and then initiating the offense. From there, yeah, yeah, being able to, to find cutters, to find people open for shots, and Beverly becomes one of those spot up shooters. After that, he's a good, you know, knockdown three point yeah. shooter. Better than Tony Allen, I heard. Yeah, better than Tony. Even better than Tony. Was that yeah? Did I overrate Tony Allen three point percent? <laughs> I once proclaimed he's a great three point shooter. A great three point shooter. Forty percent. Yeah, forty percent is like the worst in Twenty three percent last year. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I think I think you did nail that one dead on. Um, and I think that's a, that's a very very good take. Um, I went back and forth a little bit on this one. Um, I was going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, mm. their team that out the gate just beat the um, the Golden State Warriors. But yeah, a little bit. Of, I mean, I like me some Memphis, but let's wait and see on that one a little bit. I think that uh, Matt, I want you to know. Do you think was I right about? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is a player that I yes. think that I might have been all over. Holy shit, he looks I, so good against Cleveland. I had him in our um, our preseason, um, our NBA futures odds. I have him as 50-1 to 1 for most improved player. Holy That's some tasty numbers shit. right there, most improved player. He's put up 25-6 and six in that Cleveland game. 18, 5, and 3 against the Milwaukee. He only had 9 and 8 in, a, in, a, in an underwhelming spot against the 76ers, but they kind of they kind of sewn that one up. He looks like a man out there. He looks like a beast. You Google Jalen Brown, you get a lot of articles. Stephen A. Smith saying he looks like a man out there. You know, a lot of lot of lot of love for Jalen right now. And I, yeah, I love me some media narrative. Yeah. yeah, I mean the problem is he doesn't score a lot. Yeah, you know, he didn't score a lot last year. Oh, Twenty-five, eighteen. Yeah, if he's around twenty points again. But last year, I mean, he wasn't anything near that. I think mm-hmm. he was under, under ten points. Way, way under. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you know, the first game was amazing. National TV got mm-hmm. the the buzz talking, but like, you know, the most improved usually just goes to like, who who had the biggest increase in their points per game. And yeah. I wonder if Jalen Browns can stay above like fifteen because I think yeah. he used to be at least fifteen. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna need to be at least fifteen. If the Celtics are gonna have a chance in the East this year, I think he's gonna need to be. That's why. That's why I kind of liked him. He was a number three pick coming in as a rookie who didn't play a lot because he was on a team that was almost surprised by how well they were contending. Yeah. And now, and you know, going through the off season, playing in Vegas summer league, doing the international game um, against the you know the the USA versus World game. And coming into the season, looking in the shape he is in, the, the and playing the way he's in, knocking down corner three pointers at over forty percent clip, 
If he can, I think he can average 20 points a game for this wow. team. I think he's going to get that opportunity with Hayward going down. He's going to be thrust into a much bigger role offensively. I think he's going to get a lot of attention. There's still going to be a lot of national games on their books. They're going to be on TNT a lot. Um, the Jalen Brown most improved player hype machine. Unless Giannis just averages 40 points a game for the season and wins it twice in a row, <laughs> I think that Jalen Brown's a nice, I think, I think it's a tasty little number for most improved player, 50 to 1. Yeah, that'd be great if he got it twice in a row. <laughs> you know, just every year. Just keeps improving, yeah. Uh, I like it. I, I think you locked it down. I'm, I'm a little skeptical he's going to average 20, but if he... I think if it gets close to that, then like it's his to lose because he's yeah. so good at everything else. Yeah, such a good leader and defensive player. Yeah, you could almost make a narrative if he had 14 points a game, but you know was leading this team on defense, kind of give him, like a Draymond Green, yeah, like status. So yeah, I think uh, I think you killed it with that one. Man. Interesting, yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah, Jalen, yeah, young Jalen getting it done. Uh, go go see We'll see it finally picking up that big first win against the Chile all run of Philadelphia. Um, cool. That covers our, our our main section right there. The sleep ons. The overrated and what we fucking knocked out the park. Um, let's uh, let's run down the list with uh, quick hits. This is called the secondary break. We're on the fast break. We finish it up, and now it's time for our secondary break. Talk about some of the topics that might have not been touched on earlier in the game, uh, and, and things that we can run down real quick right now. What do you got, Matt? I mean, banana boat. I think there's only one person left on the boat. I think Wade looks really washed up. I called that at the beginning of the season. He's the worst defensive player I saw last year. Yeah. CP3, I didn't expect him to get injured. It's a little hard to judge. And then uh, Carmelo Anthony is just chucking at an inefficient rate. The player who I think was never really great, I think he's yeah. now like even less efficient. He, he might be good on this team, but you know, looking at the talent on this team, I don't think LeBron wants to reunite with these guys in yeah. LA in two years or whatever. People were... We're uh, hypothesizing. Yeah. I think uh, I think be too late. Yeah, I think LeBron's the last member on this boat who uh, actually can contribute. That's a good point. Yeah, captain of the banana boat. Yeah, the rest of the banana boat. I mean, it's the NBA at time is a cruel bitch, man. You know, when it goes, it goes. When it goes, it goes. I think Melo will still have opportunities to shine uh, if they finally f- figure out how to move him to second units uh, and, and get him going, <laughs> and he can just chuck like against them. Idea. But at the same time, yeah, that's not that's not what you picture from your banana boat all star, right? So uh, very interesting. Uh, real quick hit, um, Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry ejected in the loss to Memphis, mm. the second loss of the Warriors season, one and two. I have that on my list as well. Is there anything that we got to be worried about here for the Warriors? I think teams are playing them a little bit different. Like, they're playing more volleyball. Even the Pelicans, they play them really tight. I watched that game. I didn't see the Memphis game, but uh, the Pelicans, yeah, they were just bowling them around. And, and as bad as the Pelicans were, they were in it the whole game. You know, yeah. They ended up losing about like 10 or so points, and uh, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, both had like 34 and 35 points, both oh, had like yeah. 16 and 17 rebounds, um, you know, I think I think just bullying the team around, like hit him up at the top of the key, like yeah. push, you know, push through the screens, get a body on Curry, don't let him like run around, like yeah. just kind of bully them around, and they're getting frustrated. I mean, Curry was ejected, I believe, for throwing his mouth guard or toss. He's always Where's fucking with his mouth guard. He's always yeah. doing shit with his. He threw it at a referee. Tor- like in the the, oh, the yeah, direction yeah. of a referee. Fucking referees are so soft. His defense is my aim is better than that. I could have like hit them. Oh, that's like really good defense. You should just go up. Yeah, that's a really good argument. <laughs> I just like I shoot forty four percent career. So you yeah, know, like no big yeah. deal. If I wanted to hit you, I'd hit you in the fucking nose. You son of a bitch. Yeah. What about KD? It was, it was like there was. He was really... defending. Defending the throw. Oh, he's defending. Got in the referee's face and got ejected. Oh wow! So double ejection at Memphis, and this team is one and two. I mean, obviously the Houston loss was a weird, 
season opener. We saw them lose one in the season opener, too. Memphis, a team that's always played them tough. You go back to that playoff series a few years back, where Memphis, I believe, was at one point ahead 2-1, to one, right? And that was right. interesting until they figured out, oh, we can just have Zaza guard Tony Allen. This is not the knockdown shooter you thought he was, and uh, it didn't, didn't quite work out. Warriors are 1-2. Probably nothing to worry about. This is the first week, but interesting start. Yeah, last part of this quick hit. Uh, I think that uh, one of the interesting things after the the ejections were was uh, Draymond Green said, I need to talk to these guys about being professional. That's not winning basketball. I'm going to sit these guys down and have a talk with them. Hell yes. Draymond your, Green, wow. Is your dick going to be out when you're doing that, Draymond? Are you going to be what, what is this talk thing? Are you like going to push LeBron in the finals game and get ejected for that? Yeah, like, it's no. pretty ridiculous. You know, Don't throw of, your mouth at a referee. Punch him in the nuts. That's how you get him back. Yeah. This could be how the Warriors fall is the infighting. That'd be interesting, man. I don't know. This, like, I mean, the the Kevin Durant social media thing, well, I think a little bit overhyped, is an interesting window into this guy's psychology, man, that he's literally replying to fucking random strangers defending himself from fake Twitter accounts. That's weird. That's a weird that's thing a weird to th- do. That's a really weird and, thing. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, just, it's just strange. And, uh, you know, the, if you heard the Bill Simmons Haralabob vulgaris interview talking about how he was just like Durant was so excited to meet fucking Dan Bilzerian an Instagram star known for just having chicks with big tits on his Instagram like chicks and guns I don't know man it's just like uh, like that, that, that that's he's definitely a strange cat he is you know he likes to use that word he's a strange cat man he's strange just cat. a and uh, and uh, Steph's I mean Steph is Steph and I mean obviously frustrated people are gonna I mean that's how you the guy hits forty four percent. You gotta fucking hit, knock him around. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta do something. Uh, could be interesting and something to look for um, going forward. Uh, quick hit just to talk about. You touched on this, uh, so to roll off of that. New Orleans man, jeez, Boogie and Anthony Davis looking really, really good together. Uh, a lot of those plays against the Warriors, uh, you know, watching the, especially in the first half of that game, Boogie runs out, initiates the break, brings the ball up, dishes to Anthony Davis in transition. You got two guys who are six eleven and seven foot running like th- that. And you have three guys who should be in the gym. And then you have three, five, like it's just like, uh, to me, this is like. You know, like, uh, you know, people like hardcore socialists will always be like, you can't judge communism based on Russia because they you know it's not, they didn't really judge the real condition. Russia did it wrong, you know, they didn't, they fucked up. Com- I feel like you can't judge the Twin Towers idea based on New Orleans, you yeah, know? Yeah, you're right. Because that's they, a great point. They are, they, like, this, I think that there is something there with Boogie and AD. I think that those two guys can roll, if they could just find anyone around them. Like just competent spot up shooters and 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 defenders, uh, just like you said, they said they got three guys who should be in the G League running around them. Did they just cut uh, Jordan Crawford? I mean, they did. Yeah, they just cut him. Yeah, they reshuffled who, who, the deck. Who's their backup point guard then? They have Drew Holiday. Rondo's injured. Uh, who's their backup point guard now? Um, Jordan Crawford played more minutes than Drew Holiday. Yeah, in the first game. Yeah, he was playing. He was, he was playing a lot of minutes, but he was also just chucking it every time oh, he got the Jordan ball. Jordan Crawford. Yeah, he's just. Uh, I forget who the backup point guard is right now. I mean, I don't know that Dante Cunningham out there. God bless him. He, he can get some things done. The Solomon Hill injury is way too important, more important than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> they have any team to have Solomon Hill injured? It's just brutal. Like I, I really think that those guys have good chemistry. The fact, you know, the way that Boogie plays, the way he can knock down three-pointers and plays kind of from the outside as a big man, but then beasts on the defensive glass, the way AD just gets out and runs, and, and Boogie's looking for him in transition, and AD can just take off from anywhere and run, and, like, AD's kind of, like, on the offensive boards, and Boogie's on the... Like, they have a real nice chemistry. I mean, this is sort of 
a little bit stupid to say because there's only one of these players, but if Ben Simmons was on this team, holy fuck. Mm. I know you haven't, you know, still not on the Ben Simmons bandwagon, but he's good and he's big. Yeah. And he's just so skilled. And if he's your point guard and you have three guys, 6'10 or bigger, yeah. then, then two other G-leaguers might not be that bad. Plus, if you get competent dudes just like, you know, Aaron Apollo types or something. Just, just, just shooters, just replacement Cheryl level Henderson, NBA just, players. Yeah. And it's just instead they're carrying a bench with Omar Ashik and and uh, and um, the other what's the other big man's name Alex Alexis Ajinka Ajinka whatever like that they got they have like four seven footers on this roster but two of them can't play in the NBA today it's just um, it's a tragedy how this probably in the end will be judged to not work out when there's just tantalizing it's, it's the last year flashes yeah they, they they could resign cousins i guess but and then they're and then then they got the big 3 forever is is holiday cousins and davis and you know they're still signing do you know which player makes the most money replacement level holiday right <laughs> yeah holiday yeah, most, the most recent the one yeah problem. the last man in there yeah anyway so i i did two in a row right there any other uh, quick hitters last one i got okafor first game 0 minutes oh C M P A D M P C D Yeah D M P C D did not play coach's choice. That's rough. I mean, what are they doing? Like they're losing games anyway. Like if you want to get like you gotta at least bump up his trade value or something. Like I think his trade value is so low, and that the Colangelos are so self conscious with all the hinky like like sleeper cells in the 76ers organization. Yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they tried to trade him. Obviously, last year he was sitting out games in the trade tra- trade deadline mm-hmm. because they they declared publicly we are trading him. Yeah. Nothing happened. They brought him back. So awkward. They traded Noel, and you know for Noel they just got a second round pick anyways and a player. Mm-hmm. I think for Okafor they probably can't even get a second round pick, and instead of trading him for like a really bad second round pick and losing a lot of faith, yeah. I think they're gonna let him go to restricted free agency. And whatever he gets, they're just gonna be like, whoa, 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 that's that's too much for us. So if he gets like one one year, four million from the Nets, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa like hey, you know, hey. we're gonna lock up our future for yeah, this guy. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. I really think to them, they think it's more important to save face and not trade away a number three pick for mm-hmm. a number fifty-eight pick. Yeah. I think they'd rather just let him walk. Damn, man. Just that's what a my, what feeling. a disgrace to the the you know the the, the fucking prop, the whole thing. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, this guy. I get it, man, but he's so young to like just completely give up on him and not even give him an opportunity to get out there. Apparently, he went vegan in the off season. He's a vegan now. He's he's shed weight. I don't know. I don't see him every day in practice. I, I you know I'm, I'm sure that there are like there's a cynical part of me that just wants to agree with you. There's another part of me that says, well, there's smart basketball people who see him every day who are making these decisions. But at the same time, like you know that cynical part of me kind of agrees with you that, that those people are you know influenced by things other than just. Wins and lock. This team's losing anyway. Why aren't you playing the former top pick? You know, like it's just crazy. A, a radical change in diet, just like step three on your like way out of the league. It's like <laughs> high pick, like don't get along with your teammates, like just playing time. Then crazy diet. Next year he's gonna have like a crazy haircut and be playing in China. <laughs> he's gonna be doing yoga and he's also like yeah, and he does CrossFit now. <laughs> so yeah. like that, he's like oh shit, he's out there. Face tattoos. Uh, yeah. real, real quick one. Um, yeah. We had a potential NBA future that we were talking about before. Um, the over-under uh, at, at minus 115 for 
triple doubles from Lonzo Ball was 1.5. Mm. He almost got one his second game. Yeah. Uh, bounce back win for the Lakers. I, uh, I forget how many points, but I know he had, he had nine, nine rebounds, eight assists. Yeah, I think he had 29 points. 29 points, nine rebounds, he took eight a assists. Ton of shots. Yeah. He shot a good percentage, yeah. too. He, he, put up, he put up a bunch of shots, whatever like that, but he had a lot. I mean, his second game, he's already almost had one. He only needs two to go over on that. That's man, that might that might have slept on that over. Yeah, I like the Ben Simmons over under half five. What the fuck, Jesus Christ! Uh, let's go out on a high note for you right now. What do you think about Portland's big three? Uh, I mean, I think they're just they're deeper. I don't know about Nurkic. He hasn't looked uh, outstanding so far, but he, he looks good. He's good on defense. He had a big game in that. Uh, I mean, he was blo- he got blocked by Giannis to 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 lose that final game, whatever like that. But he was he had a good game before that, right? He put up twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's just he's not like that transcendent talent yet. I mean, mm. it's only three games in. He lost. I've heard this stat like many times, but I was just thinking about it the other day. He lost forty pounds this off season, not last year. This off season, like wow. how long is the NBA off season? He lost forty fucking pounds. That seems like like you need to like take like, me- like heart medicine. Like you should be careful about that. That, that weight loss. ridiculous. Yeah. That's fucking wild, man. That's crazy. But uh, everything looks great in Portland. Yeah, they're two and one. But yeah. uh, that the game in in Milwaukee was just a, it was a two point loss. At yeah. the end, Giannis just kind of overpowered them. And I mean, that makes, the way but, Milwaukee has looked this year, that might be a game you look back and be like, hell yeah, we played Milwaukee tough in Milwaukee. That's on a like, back-to-back. On a back-to-back. Like, that back-to-back. might be, like, that's not a bad loss. That's almost more of a schedule-type loss. I like Portland going in. I like them as a playoff team heading into the season. I think that there's too much talent in that backcourt in a guard-heavy league. These two guys are scorers. And, uh, and yeah, Nurkic hasn't looked transcendent for sure. Yeah. But, like, he's a competent... He's like, when's the last... You know, oh sorry, Lamarcus. <laughs> he was the last real competent big man. You but he's a four. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nurkic, he's a bully. He's a he's a big boy. He's a bully. That was Odin. How much? How? What do you think the average like going into every NBA like season? What's the average like? How much weight is lost by the NBA each year? Oh, he's in the shape of his life. He lost forty pounds. Or do they just gain all that weight back during the year? Like, what do you think is going on? Yeah, that, that's a good point because you think when you're playing, you're not putting on weight. Yeah. You're just playing, you know, every other day and practicing a bunch, and then every offseason, everyone loses weight. Everyone loses weight. Yeah. Except for maybe like Raymond Felton. Except for Ray Felton. Case. Does Ray Felton make back and, all the weight? And Marcus lost? Smart last year. Marcus yeah, Smart. Hey, yeah. Marcus, skinny Marcus Smart is no, looking good yeah. this year. What do you, like that'd be interesting to look about. Actually, I would say overall, probably the NBA has in general lost weight. Like this trend towards small ball. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's for sure, but also like the young guys—they're always trying to bulk up. Yeah, you gotta put on weight, put on mass. Yeah, like, yeah, you gotta so bulk you gotta up. Young balls, yeah, yeah Brandon Ingram's. Yeah, oh, Brandon Ingram looks good. He gained twenty pounds. Oh, your kid looks good. He lost forty. It's just a scale, like that's still it, minus twenty. I mean, your kid kind of ruins this one, but I think it's a scale. Where if you're a rookie, yeah, and if you're a twenty-year veteran, there's two ends of the scale. If you're a rookie, you say like you put on. 20 pounds of mass. Yeah. And at the end, if you're a veteran, you're, you, I lost 20 pounds of weight. And it just goes in the middle where, like, yeah. if you're, like, 28, you're like, no, everything's the same. Yeah, everything's the same, if yeah. If 31, He oh, looks just like pounds. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, a thing you say. Because imagine yeah. if, if uh, Paul Gasol comes back and he's like, 
Yeah, I, I, I put on 15 pounds. Oh, shush. Yeah. You've been in Barcelona for a month eating fucking tapas. Yeah. Or Ingram's like, yeah, I dropped 40 pounds in the office. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good sign. I think the cutoff is the third year. If you have your third year player coming back in, he's like, yeah, I put on 20 pounds. You're like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. He's been hanging out with Ray Felton, I guess, around the, uh, the all-you-can-eat pasta bars. All right. Uh, that's good. All right. Well, it's the first week. It's too early to be covering any of this stuff, but we got to bring it to you anyway. We love it. We love the season so far. It's been a fantastic start. Super Except for exciting, the injuries. Yeah. Fuck. Um, Hayward. Yeah, R.I.P. Celtics too. season. Yeah. It's competitive. I mean, the the, the the Warriors at least stubbing their toe out the gate is kind of interesting. You know? Like, they're still... Cavs got fun. smoked by the Magic. Yeah. Being by, like, 30 points. Yeah, great. Like, in Cleveland. There's some interesting stuff going on all over the league. The league pass has never been better. Uh, there's never been more attention on the league earlier in the year. People watching these games that used to be only Pay watched millennials by... millennials watching the preseason. Fucking millennials, yeah. Back to the preseason. Now they like the regular season, too. No one used to watch till Christmas. Now everyone's into it. So um, That's a good point. Yeah, it's been, a, it's, been, it's been a fun start to the year, with the exception of the uh, of the big drag in Boston with that injury. Um, and everything else has been great. So I think, we, well, I think we hit anything on the head. Any parting shots, Matt? Anything you want to say? Uh, the, the second night of... Uh, NBA action, Portland went into Phoenix on their home opener. They beat them by 48 points, which was the largest blowout in NBA history on opening night. It was also the Phoenix Suns' worst loss of their history. In all of this time, number 10 pick, Zach Collins, still got zero minutes of playing. Oh, geez, so, Zach. Come <laughs> on, Zach. I'll just uh, leave you on that sour note. Oh, you guys with your Zach Collins stock. Yeah, so like, like me. Yeah, yeah you're already sitting on the Zach Collins. Let's see the young guy. Oh, we're up by 58 points. Oh, not yet. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, no. Young man needs some season under him. Sell your um, Zach Collins stock. Let us know what you guys thought. You can find us uh, at Dunk You Very Much. Our page is on Facebook. Dunk You Very Much Pod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dunk You Very Much. Uh, we're also on, no, that's it. Twitter, Facebook, yep. Gmail. You're good. You can find us. We're not hard to find. Uh, we'll be back at you this week. Uh, with some special guests coming on the pod, yeah. recapping some more of the NBA action, talking about, and going back over our Eastern Conference over-unders. We don't want to leave you guys without those. Thank you guys very much. This has been Dunky Very Much. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.